podcast is intended for listeners that are 18 years or older. Explicit language, sensitive content, and views that are objectionable to some listeners may be present in the podcast. As such, listener discretion is strongly advised. Please read our podcast terms and conditions before listening to Up the Rabbit Hole. Welcome back to Up the Rabbit Hole with a sex therapist. And this is Dr. Corey Arushka and Brandy, my lovely assistant here. So today's topic is sex and intimacy as new parents, because new parents have a, a unique circumstance that lasts, you know, a, a good handful of years before things start to kind of normalize. And so a lot of patients have or clients have issues with sexuality for a bunch of reasons, and we'll explore those today. So yes. before we go into that, let's start with our jokes of the day. We got two. We're going to just keep giving them two every time now, I think. Excellent. Are you going first or am I going first? You want to go first? Sure. Oh, my goodness. We're oh, really- I'll let lady, ladies first. Oh, well, why, thank you. Fine, sir. So chivalrous of you. Here's the one I found. So I, I liked it. Who's the most popular guy at the nudist colony? I don't know. The one who can carry a cup of coffee in each hand and a dozen donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Dozen. <laughs> He'd be a popular human being at the nudist colony. Even even just to kind of to watch. <laughs> Never mind about. Absolutely, that'd be like wow, amazing. Can you fit one more on there? Come on, come on. It's a good party trick. <laughs> so many things we the can donut do. Donut toss, yes. Oh my goodness gracious! Anyways, that's my joke. What's yours today? So I got two men broke into a drugstore and stole the Viagra. The police put out an alert to be on the lookout for the two hardened criminals. (laughs) Well, let's let's get into those questions then and uh, help these individuals who are new parents navigate their way through some challenges. Yeah, you remember those days? Oh, my goodness. All right. Question number one. Hi, my wife and I have recently become new parents. We have a seven-week-year-old daughter, and she is just about ready to have sex again, the, the mother. Uh, The physical obstacles, for example, her being super tight, us both being exhausted all the time aside, how do you find time and space to do this? I'm going to say is, I mean, my kids are a little bit, they're close to, I guess, similar age as ours. But again, as a female, I'm curious as your perspectives, because you've been through this personally in the same dynamic. I can talk about my perspective, you know, as well as client perspectives too, but how do you find time and space? Well, it's hard. I'm going to be honest. I think for the first three months, I didn't know, like I would ask myself, did I brush my teeth today? Did I have a job? I don't know. I didn't know my own name. So, you know, that, I mean, that was my personal experience, but after the first three months, things get a little bit easier, but I found it was really important to make, you know, just to make the time and it's sometimes setting a time aside in the calendar. So there's there's no anxiety. You don't have to be spontaneous. You don't have to, you just kind of work it in where you feel that you can. And also knowing baby's patterns, really, really important because I mean, babies sleep and eat and poop. (laughs) So if you get to know their patterns and know when they're going to be sleeping, sometimes you can fit in some intimacy time with your husband or partner as well. Yeah, the intimacy time. I, I agree. Like that first five years is typically, I mean, that first five years until they go to school tends to be the hardest with the first two years being the, the, the really hardest because they're still kind of moving in. They need a lot of attention. People want to sleep when the baby's sleeping. 
And so, yeah, when I, when we had our first, and I think the second, like I took some time off and I was the one that was kind of managing it too. And it's like every three hours you're doing stuff, you know? And so it's, it, it becomes exhausting. And then I had to go to work after that. I'm just like, how do people do this? Cause it's like, it, it just kills you if you don't pace yourself really well. And with the, the intimacy kind of component is a lot of people complain, oh, well, I, I don't feel like it. Uh, I want it to be spontaneous. And I, normally I'll tell people like, good luck. In this period of time, this is about committing and scheduling it because if you don't commit to this process, it, it tends to go to the side. And this is where I see a lot of individuals kind of complaining about they lose connection as they reconnect with their baby and they lose connection with each other. And then it just starts to, you know, emotionally, the relationship starts to shrivel up and, and, you know, and your body starts to kind of just avoid and there's sensitivities and there's a whole bunch of that stuff that you can, I'll let you talk about kind of what happens from the female body since you've personally experienced it. Right. Well, I'm a little bit different because I had a two C-section. So I, I did not have uh, my children naturally because I couldn't. So I have a different perspective, but with the example of her being super tight, as she did give natural childbirth, not necessarily the case, because you have to imagine that a baby has come out of the vaginal canal and it may not be as tight as you are used to at all. So that's something to take into consideration. Also, I think now I'm, I'm going to just, you know, throw it out there. So you feel free to chime in and say, absolutely not. But I think that men have a hard time at first going from a wife to a mom. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of attention is now diverted to the child. A lot of energy is diverted to the child that used to be on the husband. And a lot of men, I think, have a hard time really making that change. They get very jealous because they're used to being, you know, at least half the attention and now it's shared and, and I've even had cases where some of the moms really start excluding the dad. They, they wanted a baby, they got the baby, and now they actually exclude the father from a lot of the interactions that they had. Now they got what they wanted. And so there's lots of different cases that we've seen. But the good news, at least with all the questions that we have here, is it sounds like we have at least, uh, in theory, it sounds like we have a bunch of equal partnership kind of relationships, just having some normal struggles with this. But realize that sometimes there are these imbalance systems where someone no longer wants to be in a relationship now that they have a child and things may change. The one thing about being super tight, I mean, given that if it was a vaginal birth, then my question might be, because normally there's going to be dilation and then there's that stretching. And so, yes, it's commonly not to have as a tight uh, of a grip in that vaginal kind of opening. There are some exercises that people can do to help strengthen and, and tighten some of those muscles up, the Kegels exercises, which is a pubic muscle. But it could also be just anxiety. If there hasn't been that response, you can get some vaginismus or, or tightening response due to anxiety and or hesitation. And that can also close things up and cause some of those issues. The other thing I would suggest as well, recovery from a typical vaginal birth is anywhere between six and eight weeks. The doctors say you shouldn't be having sex before that six to eight week mark. So a woman's, obviously all women's body recoups differently. And so your wife may need to take a little extra time. There could be, there could have been tearing or episiotomies, which is going to take longer to heal. And then also if women are breastfeeding, oftentimes that lowers drive because 
of the lack of estrogen, I believe it is, and progesterone. So there's a lot of things that go into, you know, not just being pregnant, but giving birth. And sometimes it takes time and just the, the grace and understanding that I'm just not into this right now because I've got breasts that are full of milk and leaking all over and I'm tired and I'm like, probably have gained some weight since the pregnancy and there's body image issues. And I've seen it, but from both sides, you know, some individuals will criticize their partner because they've gained weight and this is a natural process and realize what is a natural process. And if you're wanting that porn star look from your partner who actually just birthed their child, they're like, it's, it's unreasonable. It's like, why I'm not attracted to you anymore because you know, why aren't you like this after like a month or two? So there's sometimes there's a lot of unrealistic expectations following childbirth or even aging, and which will be probably another topic we'll talk about is because, you know, you have these images in your head and there's too much television, I think, or Hollywood that's kind of setting some of these standards that become unreasonable. Absolutely. So honestly, I would just, I would do what you could for your wife. The, the little things go a long way when it comes to intimacy, like such as maybe you want to just draw her a nice hot bath because, you know, being with children all day, every day, you kind of miss just like normal interactions with other adults, <laughs> you know, a baby brain. Yep. Right. And you're in a fog and all you feel like you're doing is you wake up, you're and if, if this woman is breastfeeding, I don't know if she is or not, like you're consistently just breastfeeding and then burping and then they put them down and then they wake up and they're breastfeeding again. So something is always attached. And then they fill their diaper. You got Have you ever seen that Shrek? I think it was Shrek three when he has the kids and it's just that. You know, it's like feed, change, feed, change, go to sleep, feed, change. It's just like monotony of this period of time, which is just mind numbing until yeah. they get old enough to start doing stuff on their own. But it's like, it's an endurance game. It is. And it, it's a marathon. It's not a, just a quick, you know, 5k. You have to be able to put in the time and just really give each other some grace and support. I think, especially if she's at home and dad's working, just emotional support. I think the other dynamic also is, you know, how we wanted to find sex. Like there's a lot of sensual and sexual things that can be done without penis and vagina play. And so kind of starting a little slower and being able to kind of look at the intimacy, the sensuality, you know, and just kind of testing and re-sparkling re that process again is an important thing that I want people to know too. Like, yeah, because some women, after they've gone through birth the first time they're like I don't want to get pregnant right away so I'm just going to avoid all of this altogether because this was you know not easy it's time consuming it's exhausting don't get me wrong children are wonderful I'd never take mine back but it, it is a process and it is a big recovery phase for women so lots to think about I'd put it in there the are some guy stuff too I, I had some cases yeah. where you know they were in the birthing room and they actually saw the vaginal birth and after that, things didn't work so well for them. Like they had erection issues and they're like seeing the pain that was going through. I can't, I can't cause that again. And so they've now had emotional, sometimes even I would say trauma response to that, that dynamic and their body isn't functioning as well either. So it's, it's just being patient and supportive in this process and finding out what the side effects are that have occurred in each relationship and working together as a team and, and, and building it back up. Also, with it, it will come back. It will come back if you actively work on it. It does. And also just make a note also with the C-sections. I mean, I, I remember being strapped to that table and I knew what was going to happen, but my husband at the time did not. And of course they cut through a bunch of 
all of the I've seen that. I've seen that. It's just like, wow. <laughs> they have to move the organs. And I mean, I think his response was, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> was not expecting that. So that can also lead to problems when they, they, you know, that's the last visual that they see is organs and pulling babies and muscle. Yeah. How thick it was. I was like, wow. I never, I never imagined how thick, like it's almost like you don't get to see that normally. Right. Nope. It's a, it's a gift in itself. I tell you what. So anyway, I think that does that cover it for you? I I think that's a wonderful coverage for this. Okay. Second question is, I am a 31-year-old male married to a 31-year-old female. So thank you for for being specific. Appreciate it. We have a one and a half-year-old baby and haven't had sex since she was conceived. So in over two years, I've asked my wife for it several times, but not only does she say no to sex, but also to hugging, kissing, holding hands, and any type of intimacy. Sometimes her reason is that she's lost her drive or physically exhausted with child during or I'm not doing enough to woo her, et cetera. Is it normal for new parents to go without intimacy for such extended periods, or is this a sign of deeper trouble in our marriage? What are some ways we can work on bringing intimacy back in our relationship? You want to start out with some of that stuff? Because again, I'm going to look at the defining intimacy versus sex, because people like to mix those up, and I'm picky about that one. Right. Well, as I said before, a lot of women don't have lovely pregnancies. They're sick. They have troubles. There are issues. I mean, I was super lucky. I loved it. And I know I'm in a minority, but a lot of women don't. And so after baby comes, there's no way I can do this again. I don't touch me. Don't look at me. I don't want to get pregnant. I don't want to do anything that could possibly lead to sex to lead to pregnancy. So I don't know if she's in, in that type of area. You know, it said that they hadn't had any sex since, since she was conceived. Is Was there a thought that they would actually hurt the baby during pregnancy and having sex? Because that's typically not the case unless there's something going on with the placenta. I've heard of placental issues and you're not supposed to have sex. But I don't know. I had a hard time with this one, to be honest with you. What are your thoughts? I got there's something deeper. So the issue that's going on here is like, because there's a lack of intimacy of any wise. So this is a lack of connection. And so my, my, I want to know what's going on with her that she's not willing to engage in any form of connection in terms of the even like hugging or holding hands. Cause these would be your classic baseline intimacy activities that are kind of required to maintain that relationship. And to say that you've lost your drive physically to me is not a good enough excuse to not have, you know, your base intimacy dynamics. You know, this does not require sex. This does not require a lot of time. This is, you know, seconds. Sometimes you're sitting and watching TV or laying down, you can hold hands, you can touch, you can just kind of even caress or hold or support each other in this process. So to me, this is a kind of a yellow light behavior going on. Something's going on here in terms of that pull away. And then what is going on? And that's why sometimes I've had cases where, you know, the pregnancy, and again, I don't know the relational dynamic, but the pregnancy was, you know, a, a planned decision. Basically, they had an opportunity, they had a child, that child is really all they wanted, and now they're planning their separation process. So again, that's one option of this dynamic. It could be just, I want to know what's going on in her head. So she's going to have a whole bunch of those answers, but this, this is definitely you know, the, the beginning signs of a, a problematic type of behavior that does not require a lot of te- energy or, or attention to actually have for that base intimacy. Well, I would be asking about postpartum. Yeah, and there could be a possibility there. You know, but again, even even with the postpartum, you know, again, this this is kind of like a decision. Well, I don't feel like it. 
but this is the dynamic of, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it because you haven't had it for a while. And once you have it, you experience it, you re kind of start that whole process. And so even with postpartum depression, how are they maintaining a child? Like, I guess who's taking care of the child? Is that person having intimacy with that child by connecting, cuddling, holding it? Are they doing that? Are they redirection? So again, anytime you have these cases, I want to you know look at all those little details because they're going to tell you some of that story. If she's neglecting that child and he's now having to work to kind of compensate that, then there could be some severe you know postpartum depression dynamics because they just give up on everything and they don't have motivation for anything. So look for that generalizability of that behavior. Is it only with him? Is it with the baby too? Is it, uh, are they willing to negotiate what that looks like? How much, how often? Perfect. Question number three, my wife and I had a baby three months ago. We love our baby more than anything, but it's been tough. She had a difficult pregnancy and an even worse delivery. She had hardcore body issues and was diagnosed with postpartum depression about a month after the birth. The result of all of this is that we haven't had sex since she was five months pregnant. And since our baby was a preemie, it's been altogether six months since we've had sex. And I have been very frustrated. The other day, I got a babysitter to have a date night. We ended up becoming intimate, involving plenty of foreplay. And when it came time to finally do the deed, my wife started crying. I stopped and asked her what was wrong. And she ended up explaining how much she hated her body. I made a stupid mistake and said, you can always lose the weight later. Needless to say, she was horrified by my comment and I'm in the doghouse. How do I fix this and make my wife feel comfortable in her own skin again? I want you to start with this one. (laughs) Of course you do. Okay, I got to be honest. When I first read this and and what he said, I mean, I understand, but I just went, oh, goodness gracious. Well, I think his intent was good because if he's trying to help her because she's feeling like overweight, but I guess if she's looking for validation, that she's still attracted to him. So it's really understanding what the underlying kind of issue is. Yep. But you know, I understand why she may have found the comment a little bit difficult. I would probably have taken it the same way because, you know, women personalize everything. So I think the focus needs to be on really what the body has done and what the body continues to do. So I would look at, tell her the things that you're grateful for. Your body has been able to carry a child. Your body has been able to breastfeed. You're you're feeding our child. Your arms are able to hold our baby as opposed to weight specific. Body neutrality versus body positivity might be really, really great. So accepting where she's at, which it's not great. It's not bad. It's just different. You've just birthed a child. It's taken you nine months for your body to get ready to give birth. Don't expect it to just bounce back like an elastic. And that is going to take time to get back to where it was previously. I would reframe some of these negative thoughts, giving grace and giving compassion. So if she's having a really hard time with her body, I would be again, reframing that, what does that look like? Can you look at this in a different way? Again, going back to what your body has been able to do for you and then stop body checking, put the scale away, get rid of it for right now. It's not needed always eating well, exercising a little bit. You're more than a number. Hate to break it to you ladies, but like we are more than a number on a scale. We're actually human. So give yourself some time. She's, I believe, what did you, six weeks? Three months. Yeah. Three months. Three months is just like, that's, I'm surprised they got this far because it's just, that's right in the middle of like the hellstorm of, of, of young, young one. 
it really it really really is and i think there needs to be a lot of compassion because i don't think i don't know anyone i've got a lot of girlfriends we've all had children and none of us walked out feeling feeling like you know a million bucks <laughs> i'll tell you a story this is how much of a fog you're in after you give birth i remember giving birth to my first it was a c section and she was very colicky for the first 9 months i thought i needed to put myself in like an institution somewhere but I remember day two, I woke up because they kept me in hospital and my boobs were really, really hard. And I thought, oh my God, I've got breast cancer. And of course, you know, my milk just came in, but it, like you really don't have any idea what the heck is going on. You can read whatever books you want to. Nothing really gets you ready for it. So really accepting of this is where it's at and it will get better. Our hormones are so messed up and all the changes and it's just like, yeah, just being patient with each other as it kind of cools down and settles. And I think a lot of people are too impatient in terms of how long it takes for things to naturally cool down and change and settle. Yeah. And I think Hollywood and TikTok, God, I don't know. They're all just, oh, well, you should just get back to your size sevens or your size fours. And well, that's not going to happen in a week. So give your, give your body some time. It took nine months to deliver this child. Do you really think it's going to bounce back like that tomorrow? Especially if you've had C-section, they're cutting through muscle. They're cutting through so many things. So really have some compassion for yourself and for your partner. And again, like, again, we enjoy the playfulness. This is kind of meant to be playful and sensual. And, you know, there can be sexual parts to it, but you don't have to go straight to having sex, you know, unless you're both okay with that process. And so it's just enjoy that time and, and allow that process to kind of warm up. And I think people just kind of go straight to, hey, let's just have sex. A little bit of foreplay, sure, but really it's about the sex. When I want it to kind of really be more about the, the whole meal. Well, the, and the connection, I think, as well, right? And I think we need to remember that, you know, the whole point of sex is an orgasm. It's actually just pleasure. So you can do lots of things just to gain pleasure without even having penis and vagina sex. Yep. All so, the outer course, all the outer course stuff. Yes. But from a male perspective, it might be a little bit different or harder because the male doesn't have to give birth. And sometimes they don't realize what a female body goes through. So from a male perspective, where are you coming at this? Well, for me, I guess, I mean, maybe just because my job, I'm already aware of these dynamics of the job and I'm a little bit less self-focused in that, that process. So I'm willing to understand because part of that training, the more you know about how long it actually takes, the more educated you are, the more open you are to being flexible in this process and just following it and seeing where it goes. So for me, I mean, if you're very self-focused, like, oh, I just want to get off and that's your job, you know, your duty to give me sex with kind of when I want it, then it's a very different lens than, you know, I call it a partnership perspective where it's like, okay, hey, I mean, let's, let's continue to work on it. And I don't want people to avoid it because some people, I guess, in the previous question, just avoid it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm not in the mood. They walk away. They're no longer participating in any conversation, negotiation, you know, agreement, stuff like that. Here, there's there's some there's some volleying. So it's continuing that communication, that volleying, that that making the agreements and exploring and seeing where people go, which means they're working on it. And that's the key important for me is keep working on it so that you, you both have this agreement on what's going to be happening or at least and be able to stop. It'll, it'll keep changing. And as long as you're both okay with that. I would also remind women, even though I, I understand it postpartum, you, you may not want to be doing this, but the best thing for vaginal health is actually to continue having sex, believe it or not. The use it or lose it principle. Yeah, absolutely. So again, not for the first six to eight weeks, because your body's still in recovery, 
or even longer if you've had a C-section or episiotomy or tears or stitches. But once your body is really fully recovered, the best thing that you can do for your vaginal health is to continue to have sex. Sometimes it takes a bit of kickstarting. That's all. Absolutely. Last question. Last question. Nine weeks postpartum, my husband and I just had sex for the first time and it was super awkward and uncomfortable. I didn't feel ready at six weeks, but I told him a few days ago I was feeling ready for us to try. So here we are. We used lube. I wore a normal bra and we took it slow. I felt like I could feel nothing other than some pain when he was going in. I had a second degree tear on my labia. Other than that, a normal natural birth that went well. I couldn't help it, but all I kept thinking during sex was that a baby came out of there. I must feel so loose to him. I'm afraid to get pregnant again and my boobs are going to start leaking. Not sexy at all for me. I ended up asking my husband to stop and we finished the act in other ways. My husband was really good about it. And I said, this is a step in the right direction, but I feel really down about it. I want to have sex with my husband. I know it's important, but I'm just totally not into it. Any advice? I like that we have a, this This sounds like a really nice foundation. They have a good partnership. They have a good process of talking about it. There's both intent, there's flexibility, you know, a little bit early and it's, and it's a reasonable given their dynamic. Yeah. Lots of self-consciousness on her part, which would be normal, but that's also going to be one of those things to kind of work through. Yes. Still painful is normal, especially if it's only nine weeks. So if it's still painful, or if it's dry, especially if she's breastfeeding, that can make the vaginal canal drier. So, but they did use lube, which was a great thing, but painful again, you're, you've just delivered a child. You may need to give it some more time or just be as relaxed as possible instead of anxious. I mean, when your head's not in the game, your head's not in the game. And that makes it more difficult. I think, especially when you're really focusing on, oh my gosh, all of these different things you may tighten up a little bit more and not be as comfortable as you once were. So you might need more time. You might need more foreplay. You might need a bunch of different things. For me, I think they they have a great foundation, keep doing what they're doing and then watch the pattern as it happens because I don't, I don't have a lot of changes. It's just, it's too early to tell given this is round one. Let's run this for another you know month or so and just see how the patterns of behavior change and what shows itself as they kind of, yeah, keep trying and exploring where they're at. So to me, they got a great start. They got a good focus. Just keep doing it. It's it's too early. True. Any other thoughts that you have on this one at all? No, I'll keep the talking off affirmation going well and, uh, you know, revisit that kind of where they're at in like about a month. Fantastic. I like it. Takeaways from today at all? Well, some of this is mostly body stuff. So what are your key takeaways from a female perspective given that? But that's my perspective. <laughs> Well, here's what I got to say. You got to give yourself some time to recoup You and everybody works on a different timeline and a different schedule and there's nothing set in stone. Basically six to eight weeks for recovery. But if that's, if you feel you need more time, then take more time. Everybody recovers and recoups in a different way. And really with all the hormones that are running through your body and the body changes, you got to do what's going to work best for you. You want to be able to have your partner be able to be understanding of that. And it's going to be difficult for sometimes for men to go from that wife dynamic to a mom dynamic and really compassion and just really being able to enjoy being a parent. The sex will come 
don't rule it out always because to again for that vaginal health you need to continue having sex when you're ready to do so some summary yeah lots of talk affirmation be patient with time and if you have some difficulties after the time seek help get that help from that third party be it a professional be it a could be a sex therapist or a couples therapist it depends or, or even a medical doctor if depending on what's going on or and then be a specialist yeah your specialist should be open to that oh, awesome fantastic thank you again so much for listening we appreciate all of you and take care see you until next time